Hey, listen up. We got another episode of Wise Cracks. Featuring the crack man himself, Bill Krakenberger. And our co-host, John Orlando. Straight from Las Vegas. Wise Cracks is your ticket inside the world of sports betting. With tips, picks, special guests, and more. Only on WSN.com. Hello, everybody. Episode 107 of Wise Cracks with Bill Krakenberger and John Orlando in studio again. I like this. We're making we're two two weeks in a row now. We're three. Yes, I am uh, heading out of town though. No, again. But <laughs> but uh, you know it's funny. I just talked to uh, just talked to my prop guy. I was like, well, I, I need a schedule here for when I'm going back east. I said, what do you think? And he's like, you got to get here first week of the NFL. And I was saying, I was like, man, I made plans to go to that concert, and I have backstage passes for oh, Motley Crue, right? And um, to take the misses. And I was like, God, I got to work around this. I'm nuts, though. I may actually go back and come back on like and the then go fourth, back. yes, to the concert date, and come fly in Friday for the concert, and then fly back out the next day. I don't don't you have a private jet friend that you can just call in a favor yeah. once in a while to no, there is, make um, that easy? It's great flying private, too. I, the I, best, I've done right? that a dozen it's, times. It's actually more. miserable because uh, you spoiled after that, You spoiled that, after right? that, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. But, um, you know, there, there is, uh, you know, you just got to go. I, I like that. I know people hate Spirit because of their on-time I was, gonna, I was just going to say the big yellow chair on the Spirit, big, though. The big yellow chair, big front seat's great. That's all good. And they fly nonstop, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I'll also fly, um, you know, to, if I'm going into Newark, you're going to have either Spirit or United. They, they have nonstop and United has a nice first class, which is normally good prices. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I got to go back and forth. This is what you do to, to maintain a right. successful betting career. You have right. to go where it's something that no one else does probably. I mean, who else leaves town to go bet sports? You live in Las Vegas, but you're leaving town. And explain why to the people. Yeah, because there's better betting opportunities in markets like New Jersey or Colorado, where um, they have kiosk, they have uh, all the different you know uh, sports books that we don't have here in Nevada, and um, like, like I have a sports book here that that literally you can't even bet props on the on the app. You have to go into the into the into the place personally. Why do they do that? Because they want to know yeah, who they, it is. They know they they just they're they're in fear of being hit twice right. from two different people. I tell you, I say, okay, one, two, three, go. We both hit the, the thing at the same time. They don't have the auto robotic software that moves the line instantly like a lot of the some of the sites do have that. Um, some of the offshore sites, but yet these sites don't. So um, they're they're so afraid of that and uh, constantly playing cat and mouse. Constantly playing cat and mouse. Well, or I know I can go over there and. And I know I can go to like Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun, which has FanDuel and DraftKings. They have kiosk. I usually don't have a problem. It's pretty good. They give me right. better limits than even New Jersey or even Arizona on my app. So um, it's amazing. Jurisdiction to jurisdiction, what happens? Well, wow. so, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, crack. We have a big show today. Uh, we're going to be focused on football uh, for the great majority of it. And we got Jamie Fritz, who's a power agent, uh, represents Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. And uh, he's yeah, I want to ask him later. I have a couple of good questions that you don't even know. I want to ask him about. Okay. Um, um, before we get into all the football, let's yep. talk real quick about Little League World Series. I was watching it yesterday, yeah. and we were texting in a in a group chat. Uh, I saw a coach come out. Uh, I forgot what team it was. You sent me the video. Right? I sent you the video. Yeah. yeah. And this this coach came out. Uh, it was the first inning, 
And his his pitcher had given up maybe two runs, and he had walked. Um, I think he'd walked the bases loaded, uh, and he came out with just this look of disgust, and he just kind of like went like this, like motioned, like come in here, yeah. took the ball from him, plopped the ball in the next guy's glove, like it. just terrible attitude. Yeah, these are twelve year olds. It's unbelievable. I I wish. The guy they took out of the game, I wish his last name was Soprano. And his father was up there and, you know, talked to him a little after the game. Right. Um, with a whole duck. But, I mean, yeah, I've seen that. It's just it's uncalled for. These are kids. You can really affect them by doing something like that. Yeah. And you could see why a parent would be really upset Yeah. Um, at a coach like that. He's so intense. Um, but then again, you want to say, you know, what, you know, what can you say about like the great Bobby Knight or you know, Indiana? He used to throw right. chairs across the court. And right. stuff. He was so mad. Tough, tough love. Didn't he, toughens didn't him he up. Touch, he touched a player or something. Yeah. One of his I think players. He choked a player. He choked a player. <laughs> yeah. 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 Once in a while, you got to. Yeah. But at least that's college, right? I mean, yeah. at least, at least yeah. a little older. I don't know. I just, it rubbed me wrong. I, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it would rub anyone wrong. Yeah. These are, like you said, 12 year olds. But I, I actually am very good friends with uh, the guy that actually runs the production for uh, ESPN in the Little League World Series. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's uh, fantastic. Matt's his name, and he, he, um, he, he always says, oh, you should come to this. It's unbelievable. I never go there. It's, it's in uh, Williamsport. Williamsport. Yeah, Pennsylvania. And, which is really not that far out of, like, a couple of areas where my friends live, and it must be a fun, great fun time games to watch. Get down man. to the I end, mean, it's so exciting watching yeah. me. Every game ends like with kids crying, yeah. and I'm not making fun of them. Uh, I mean, it's just it's yeah. gut wrenching, is what it's I mean. You know, it really is. It's, yeah. uh, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun. Okay, uh, let's move into big topic number one. Kareem Hunt requested a trade, uh, and Watson's suspension might be increased. DraftKings doesn't even have the Browns' regular season wins future available right now. Yeah, yeah, no, they, it. Um, it's interesting that they're not up yet, and or, or they were up. They took them down. We don't know the official ruling here. There may be some um, additional suspension time, and but we don't know. Can it happen later in the season? Can it happen the following season? Like when's this going to be decided? It's kind of up in the air. So the sports books. Um, I'm surprised DraftKings took it down. DraftKings usually has some more gamble to them than other sports books. So I can imagine that a lot of the other sports books here in town. Uh, then, then those don't even have it up. So that that should be uh, interesting to see. And with all those factors, does Pittsburgh over seven look better? Well, you know, I understand um, that they, people would think that maybe Pittsburgh versus you're saying over seven wins, right? Yeah. I, I understand maybe playing them, uh, which I talked about in like I think it's week four or three or four. There was a line uh, at DraftKings up. They had four and a half Pittsburgh plus four and a half. Which might be a good some good value. I don't know if it's going to really affect their season wins. I know they play each other, of course, twice throughout the season, but um, I don't actually necessarily know if it's going to uh, affect their, uh, their their season wins. And I'm looking at now at see I am up on season wins now, looking um, uh, for the Browns. And yet, Circa has the Browns up here. So Circa has the Browns eight and a half over a quarter. Um, you know, it's funny. Last week, in two weeks ago, in Jersey, so DraftKings had nine and a half, both both nine and a half, both ways minus a dollar ten, and Circa had over eight and a half, plus one oh five. Mm. So if you think about that, you can go under nine and a half, lay a dollar ten, over eight and a half, take a dollar five. It's costing you two and a half cents each way to get a perfect nine, which is a scoop. You scoop both ways. Right. It was there. Literally 
all day into the following day. Which shocks you. I couldn't believe it. People don't like tying money up for the whole season. Let me tell you. And and these places take bets. I'm looking here at Brown's, the alternative win market here at Circa, they take 3000 So you could have bet 3000 on that. Um, maybe even the um, – actually, the more I look at it, as you could see here, John – the limit on the eight and a half was ten thousand. So you could literally bet ten thousand oh. on the on the ten and eight and a half. And I don't know if DraftKings would have taken that, but DraftKings would have taken at least five. So here you have literally something that's you know it's only what's it going to land? It's supposed to land on eight, nine, or ten. That's really the three numbers it's supposed to land right. on. So you have a chance to land on that nine, scoop both ways for ten grand or fifteen or twenty grand. Yeah. Um, it was. I took advantage of it, but not to the point where I, I could have. Um, I was in. I was there. I was over there. I yep. was in. I was in Philly. Um, I bet the nine and a half, thinking that was the wrong line. So I bet that at DraftKings. Came back here the next day and got to take a look. I wasn't sure I was going to get back in in time. You know, and uh, I actually did get the over eight and a half plus oh five for a little bit. So wow. lands nine is a perfect scoop. So when, these, these things happen. When someone like you is betting with DraftKings, do you, because you're a big better, mm-hmm. do you get assigned like a, a representative or someone to work yeah. with um, yeah, you, to talk about limits and stuff? You do. They're not, they're not going to be talking to me anytime soon, though. <laughs> I, they, they've, been, they've been lowering me down more and more and more. Got but it. they've always been really good to me. So I have no complaints about DraftKings. They take bets at the counter from me. Um, large bets. They've taken unbelievable future bets on their on their app. Uh, from me, um, they're they're. I, I only wish that we had them here in Las Vegas, which eventually we may get them here. Yeah. Um, I mean, their headquarters are here. It's amazing right. uh, that they're not here, represented here. Is that because like the the city tries to block them? Is I that what happens? I think it's a combination of politics? this is. Uh, you know that scene in in Casino when. Robert De Niro's in his office, and he, his pants are hanged up, but he's sitting down in his underwear. Yeah. And he, pants, he put, pulls the pants in. All right, let him in. Three minutes later, call me. And he comes in, and the, and the, and the, you know, the uh, congressman there, he's not a congressman. He was a, a rep or whatever he was. Yeah. He, was a, he was a government official. And he comes in, and he just says, uh, I need my, now my, my, uh, my, my brother-in-law got fired. You fired him. Right. Is there anything else we can do for him? And De Niro says, I'm sorry. He's incompetent. I can't hire him. And the guy gets up. He walks out. He looks alive over the casino. and says, "Mr. Rothstein, you people will never know how it works out here. Mm-hmm. You're all just our guest." And that's still the mentality out here. Right. So between that and Cantor Gaming, which came into town right. and and was levied thirty million dollars in fines, the biggest of ever of any casino corporation ever, um, they just don't want any problems here. Yeah. I just think they don't want the new new blood here. You know, we got some powerful people that run this town still. You have individual owners here: Michael Gaughan, Derek Stevens, yep. Phil Ruffin. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, there's some still powerful pl- companies here that don't want any competition. Right. And I understand it. Did Virgin ever get a sports book open? The, the, the sports book's been there now almost two years, just sitting in there. <laughs> bet Fred. You can just not watch open, games. Not licensed. You go and bet, but you can go in there and so watch games. Can't bet games. Right. Yep. Wow. There's a perfect that's example. So crazy, crazy. Okay, yep. my next, uh, the next big topic is a really big one for me, Crack. Yep. I hope you have the right answer for this. Okay. I hope you have the answer that sits well in my inside of my bones. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. How many wins will they get this season? Under ten or over ten? Yeah. The uh, let's. I, I told you the circle line uh, before. Dallas Cowboys are. That's what it, it, it's going to be around ten. That's what they're supposed to have because it's ten 
over a dollar twenty. So you can call that ten flat. So ten is the number, and uh, you can actually take some alternate ones. You can actually like twelve. Go, I th- I see twelve in our future. Wow, you can go over eleven and take two to one. So you can go over eleven and take two to one. You can go over nine and lay two fifty. So that means they they have to go eight eight and seven. Got no, it. no, I'm sorry, eight and nine for you to lose your money. The let's let's games. talk about that value wise for t- the difference of eleven wins or ten as right. a better. Better to roll the dice on eleven. Um, you know, taking that money, it's not. It's really not bad. And I and I just I think I'm wrong by what by the way what I just said. So there's seventeen weeks, but with the buys. Um, I'd like to know now. Thinking about that, I'd like to know if the eleven, because the you're right, the eleven could be the better, the better choice. Yeah. What, what did they win last year, John? What do you know? Uh, I want to say nine. Dallas right? Cowboys. Nine? They win nine. I'm gonna check their record. Record last year. It was abysmal. Year. I know I've been depressed every year, so I've lose track. Yeah. So uh, of course the, it, it, it's showing me this year's record. It's not mm. showing me last. Oh yeah. So uh, Dallas Cowboys history. Let's see. Last year, no, I'm still it's finding some bad stats. Maybe Rob can find it. Yeah, maybe it's Rob brutal. Can find it. Who knows? Everyone's trying to forget. It's it, it had it scrubbed from the internet. It's probably what they yeah. did. Yeah, you yeah. know. And Jerry Jones was never happy though, right? He's just no. never happy. Uh, is that right? But it's been a long time. That had to be two years ago. They weren't twelve and five, right? I don't think we were twelve and five last year. I don't think so. It might have been. Yeah, we were. I'm getting, seeing it right now. Rob's putting it in twelve and five. I, I see when I seen it the first time I exited yeah. out. I said, "Okay, so they were twelve and five last year." So we can All do right. that again. So yeah, I mean, if they were twelve and five last year, yeah, they can seventeen games over eleven. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe the two to one might be the better value if you think that a you know? Dallas Denver Super Bowl, perhaps Russell Wilson. No, no, you know, though I thought I, I, I Denver's going to be a much better team. Okay. But. All right. I think the Bills uh, are still lost. Bills, well, God, the, playoffs to the Niners. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm blocking out the. Uh, we lost to the Niners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> what else? Getting the, how about some preseason? Yeah, let's move on from. Is that what we're talking Dallas about? talk. It's too depressing. Yeah, NFL preseason. Give me your hot take. No, it. You know, uh, <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people say preseason, NFL preseason. What are, what are you, a degenerate? You're playing preseason. <laughs> well, no. There's lots of edges preseason. I'll actually bet more on preseason sides than I will on NFL sides, of course, throughout the season. So NFL sides being the toughest to beat. Though I have two different guys this year that I actually do respect that told me they're going to send me their NFL sides to keep track, and they said they win every year. And these two guys win it a lot of things. So one is an NFL specialist, um, and, and, and I'm going to see what, what he does. I'm going to really follow him. I have a him. question on that. Yeah. When they do that, yeah. why are they doing that with you? Is the, is the Well, I'm pretty tough on people. I, I always say, uh, you know, it's so hard to be NFL sides. I don't know anyone that wins it. Well, this guy who, who's on Twitter, he's a very popular guy. Uh, he lives here in Vegas. He, uh, he, he, he I think, I'm, I, I believe, I believe everything, everything he says. He has no mm-hmm. reason to lie. And, um, yeah, he says he wins, and I'm going to follow him this year. And also one of my prop guys said that he's been doing this like five, six years, NFL sides, and uh, he's been winning every year. And do they so. say that because you have more money behind you? No, they, they, say, they, say that, they say that because I'm on shows saying how hard it is to beat, and I don't know anyone that wins. And they're saying, Got it. They're just saying, you know hey, me. I'm winning. Yeah, I win in NFL sides. 
Got I it. mean, a lot of people say it, but I won't trust them. Right. You know, there's a couple of idiots on Twitter that, that have said right. this over the years. And I, you know, they sent me their games. And of course, they are, you know, the end of the season, you know, looking for loans, press one. So, yeah. <laughs> and does it also matter to you? Um, you want them to be betting on the picks as well, because that changes everything, right? They both bet. They, they both, both bet. bet. Um, and, and but that does change. It. Like, if someone said to you, I don't bet, but I pick it right every week. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, one, one guy's named Las Vegas Chris. Yep. Okay, C-R-I-S, Las Vegas Chris on Twitter. Big following, got 10,000 followers, I, I believe. Uh, Chris has won more money in, like, contest. Oh, my God. He, he, every year it seems like he's winning money in these these. Key, put it this way. I think he's won millions of dollars in, in NFL contest. So, um, and, and literally he, he, uh, he said to me that, follow me this year. I'm trying to get his handle on. Here it is. Chris, yeah, he's got 12,700 followers and pro better NFL bet contest specialist, low volume, diverse tweets, humor, opinion, strategy, betting, a hard way to make an easy living. That's what he says. So anyway, yeah, so so Chris, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to tra- track and follow this year. Good guy. And uh, also another guy. So these, these two guys, this guy, like I said, is a big con- uh, con- uh, con- I can't get it out, contest specialist. Yeah. So yeah, it should be interesting. But so go back to preseason. Yeah. So. The preseason, it's been one of the most profitable sports for me over the years. I don't even like to say my record. It, it's just too hard to, to really even believe. I mean, we're, we're just – we're killing them. Listen, um, I, I don't expect to, ha- to win at this rate, by the way. 32-11. and 11. That's sick. For preseason. Uh, yeah, that's sick. I, it's, even, last, even last year NFL season, we just destroyed props and totals and a um, couple correlated parlays. Yes, there was a couple first-half correlated parlays you can make. Um, teasers. We, we we really did a, a unbelievable job last year, and I hit over sixty percent, which is impossible to maintain. So fifty five percent is a giant year, and mm-hmm. you make a lot of money. So I've been really doing uh, well in this preseason. Um, you know, these games move so much; it's unbelievable. You give out a game, moves three four points, and now I notice some. It's it's all about you know, it's all about these these uh, these coaches, these teams announcing things. So. Um, like I bet a game that was only available at one or two sportsbooks plus three. I bet Green Bay plus three. Well, immediately, I oh know it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta plus three. I bet Atlanta plus three. Now Detroit comes out and announces, well, we're going to play our starters. He, or, I actually knew that Atlanta said they were going to play their starters. Um, the news hit the media instantly. You had to get it in, in like in a couple seconds. And now the other team is saying they're going to play their starters too, but not as long, not as much as Atlanta is. So then the quarterback depth. Of, of the, the quarterbacks, who's going to play, who's not going to play. You know, most of these teams don't even play their starters first week. So right. uh, it's not till the third week. There's three, three weeks of preseason that they'll play uh, their starters for the first couple of series. That's maybe even the say. first. They don't even play a full Maybe game, even right? the first half. No, no, no. It's too no, risky. No, no, no. You want to you see how your other guys do under pressure. Right. Your guys that are uh, you're gonna, you'll use as backup throughout the season. Right. And if a starter goes down, you'll, use them, you'll actually use them to start. Right. So um, you know Aaron Rodgers can handle it, and Brady can handle it, and all those those guys. Yep, exactly they, they right. Know what they're doing exactly right. Yeah, no, no. no the, the, we got three tri- three tips here. We wrote down yeah. for preseason success. I'm going to go over them. One, looser lines. Yes, the preseason the preseason lines are set with limited information, and therefore they're going to be subject to large moves. Like I said before, you know, again going into that same thing, the starters, uh, the roster moves, coaches things, socials. Um, we, we, we really have a good grasp on it, though. I, I have someone that just reads everything. So um, hours and hours in front of the screen every day, just like I used to do. 
Um, the second thing is studying the coaches. You have to know uh, the motivational factor behind the coaches. Who's going to really want to play there? Uh, some coaches are really indifferent. Look, look at the, um, like Baltimore. They've won, I think, 20 in a row preseason. It's hard for me to even believe. Um, so you jump on them early because people are going to bet them when they hear that closer to game time where it was like pick minus 30 and now it's pick minus 95 or it's even three and a half mm-hmm. might have even been some fours out there um so that 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 should so you know people some coaches want to prove that they belong a new coach or whatever there's a lot of different motivational factors behind that and again just like i said three is studying the quarterback depth chart you want to know who the backups are you want to know what their experience has been you want to know what their pressure experience has been now that could be in college what do they do under pressure in big games and bowl games and situations uh you know literally two minute drill whatever it may be so you want to know what their, their the, the depth is of the quarterback. So there's um, kind of a couple things there you can look at uh, to, to just be a better preseason better. That's good stuff. I mean, it, it's amazing to me how many of my friends bet on football, you know, since I'm in as long as I can remember, you know, high school, whatever. Yeah. And it's betting with emotion. Always. And and hearing you talk about this stuff and doing this show with you now going yeah. on whatever it is three years I don't even know how long we're doing this with you um, it really there's a science there's levels to this you know and everyone always says there's levels to this stuff you know and it's true I mean it's, it's not just blind betting and and uh, I, I can't stress enough how the importance of download the Crack Wins app I don't know what more these people need uh, to, to hear you speak of all this stuff. Uh, it just makes sense. Get on Apple, get on Google Play, or just go to crackwins.com and get in the winner circle today. I mean, the preseason is here. It started yep. off last week uh, with an easy win. The Raiders, Raiders, Raiders won a game. Raiders last first week. half we played. You know, yep. the Raiders first half uh, we played, and that was an easy winner. I think it was twenty nothing. I, I didn't watch the game. I was in Delmar at the time, but I know it was an easy winner. Um, you know, listen, even if I won the game by three points, it doesn't matter. A win's a win. Yeah. So, um, it, it was a nice win for us and a good start to the season. Hope to uh, continue that. We have a couple plays this week. Uh, Thirty-two and eleven. I mean, you yeah. could you you clearly you could get on the the crack wins train now, and by the time regular season starts, you've already won a couple of bucks. Yeah, no, I, I expect to have a good preseason here, and and uh, look forward to uh, uh, week one of props should be really good too. I haven't mentioned that to anyone. Week one of NFL NFL props is always a, a good week to go by because the uh, bookmakers that put these originating lines up, a lot of times they go by the stats last year. Mm. So uh, the last game or whatever it may be or just the last couple games, it's a total different year. So you have to really know your in-depth. Like, let, let me just be blunt. We know more than the bookmakers. Even though they put the lines up and they originate things, yeah. a guy putting up you know, props in, you know, 30, 40, like DraftKings and FanDuel put up 30, 40 different props per game. Per game. Mm-hmm. That's 500 props a week. I, even, if they, even if they have a prop guy that does all their props and that's all he does, you're not going to get all those right. And you're not going to have the information we have. We're, we're going we're gonna, to uh, prove that to you guys again. We do every year on props. And, um, you know, you'll see. When, this is the reason why we get thrown out. And uh, <laughs> it's the reason why I've been thrown out of thousands of sports books, uh, literally, you know, betting with my guys back home back in the day and stuff. Thrown out everywhere. My friends and I have not been thrown out of one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. You, 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 if, you're, if you're betting this preseason stuff, you're going to be thrown Not thrown out, but think about this. So you bet a game plus three. Now it's pick them. Well, we're betting them now, and then by the time the game kicks off a week from now, the bookmaker has a chance every day to see 
that this guy beat me out of three points. And then you're going to add in WNBA move. Then you're going to add in another another preseason move. Then you're going to add in a college football move. So now they see these things in the account just for a week. Yep. Rather than have them just bet a game overnight and it's over next day. The game's over. It's out off the screen. You know, you win or lose. Uh, we're going to win more than we lose. This is the damn. This is the the the. the uh, you have to balance like that. Walk the tightrope. Is it worth it long uh, over the long period? Or is it worth maintaining there's a couch you're betting in? Right. It's That's why I'd rather go to kiosk where no one knows who I am. Put my money in the kiosk, print yep. a ticket, and leave. No one knows anything. You, you, you know, I know there's a camera on the kiosk, but they don't really know anything compared to the, an account they can right. look at every day. Right. So Well said. Yeah. All right, download the Crack Wins app today. Get in the winner's circle. Uh, let's talk about WSN. Yep. I'm on the site. So WSN, you know, you guys know... What I think about this, there there used to be another site. There's only, there was only two sites. WSM was one of them, another one. The other one went out of business. I can't believe it. And now, what I'm talking about is an informative site. This site literally has fresh articles every day. And now that we're getting close to the regular season. Uh, you know, it's it's not only predictions, odds, and news. It's uh, it's every sport to it. It's soccer. It's baseball. It's tennis. It's golf. Uh, it, there's NASCAR, it's it's UFC, I'm looking here, the Contender Series. There's articles there every single day, uh, so you're never going to get bored. And, of course, you have all the news. The news, what I mean by is sports betting news. What states are legal, which are not, what's going on in those states. Uh, you know, literally, we want to uh, push for, like, California to get legalized, Texas, Florida. These are the states, these are the, these are the next states that were, uh, sorry, a little bug. A little bug, I saw that. Yeah, a little bug. A little bug yeah. at Sticky Paws. I'm not a, bug, here, I'm not a bug person, by the way. No. So, yeah, I'm not, That's you know, why I stay out of Florida. I grew up, and I grew up back east. There was bugs all the time. Yeah. Florida's got bugs bigger than my hands. Uh, I don't do Florida. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. but uh, anyway. So <laughs> there's an article here on uh, Billy Walters on WSN. You guys might want to look really? up here. It's, I'm going to read it to you. Retired programmer. Billy Walters trademarks a handicapping system. I heard about this, but uh, it's interesting that there's an article on it. So go to WSN.com to read that. And uh, also Maryland, Maine, Massachusetts. These are all uh, articles on different things there, sports betting. And, of course, now we get to the the final point, which I absolutely love, the state guide. State-by-state betting guide at the bottom of the screen. And there's also, you can go on the left hand of the screen and just literally click on the state guide again over there because it pops up each bonus for each state. So I'll start with the A, Arizona. So you can go to Arizona uh, Sports Betting, and literally they have five places up there where you go through the link at WSN that they negotiated for the best bonus. Uh, Caesars, $1,500 risk-free. BetMGM, $1,000 risk-free. DraftKings, $1,000 deposit bonus. I always like them. They actually put the $1,000 right in your account, and that, that's amazing. So Unibet and also Bet Rivers have $250 each there. But every state you go through – Right there, you have all the bonuses for you. They're negotiated. A lot of pe- a lot of places now, after the season starts, you'll see they get they they less and less of these promos. So jump on them now because WSN has negotiated these unbelievable bonuses for you guys. All right, crack! It's that time Yo. we have a we haven't had a, a guest in studio. There's a there's that gnat flying around. Yeah, I crack! Uh, we've not had a guest in studio. I want to say the last in studio guest we had was Mr. Tony Orlando. Oh yeah, me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes, yes. we did. Sure. Uh, today yep. we've got Jamie Fritz. Cool, super agent. 
Nice to meet this you. This guy Jamie. reps nothing but Hall of Famers, so it seems. Is that accurate? Are they all Hall of Famers? Not all. Got a lot of Hall of Famers, though. Not all. Got a lot. Jerry get, Rice. Get and, uh, not yeah. all of them, no. Uh, Joe Theismann, uh, remarkably, is not in Wait, the Wait, Joe Theismann's not a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. Eddie George is not in the Hall of Fame. Um, there's quite a few guys. I see a name on here. Does, you're not old enough to, for Walter Payton, right? Walter Payton. No. So look no. at this. Walter Payton. I was like, I can't be Walter Payton. No. You know, but yeah. I, 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 don't know, I don't know where we got that from. Sorry I mean, about Walter that. Walter Payton was my inspiration to play football as a kid, though. I mean, you, Super Bowl shuffle. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we had, who do we have? We have someone from the Bears, Willie Galt, right? We had Willie Galt. We had on, Willie yeah. Galt on the show, and he, I didn't know he he wrote it, right? When he said, yeah. Was ominous? yeah. Yeah, Willie Galt was great. I loved him. Yeah. He was really Track good. guy. Great. Uh, and only football, no baseball? No, no baseball. Personal no. choice or? Well, you know, you could be good at a whole bunch of different things or you could just be great at one thing. I'd rather just be great at one thing. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I originally called you or text you yesterday, literally yesterday, yes. uh, your response was, you actually, we did talk on the phone. You said, uh, I don't like to be in the, I don't like my name in the paper. I don't, it's, uh, I don't you don't really hear that from agents that much. Yeah, I don't want to be famous. It's not about me. It's about our clients. Right. Good. Yeah. But here you are here for me. Thanks for yeah. coming in. That's yeah. really nice. I love it. Yeah. Are these some of the other names, though? Marcus Allen, Rod Woodson, Shannon Sharp, Heinz World, Tiki Barber, and keep on going and going. These are some of your. Yeah, a lot of guys. Steve Atwater. Yep. Yeah, Ronnie Lott. Oh, yeah. All amazing guys. We were all back in Canton this past weekend, and what an enshrinement. Oh, that was nice. It was incredible. Well, the Hall of Fame Village and the development of the campus has been incredible. Um, there's new management over at the museum side, but I'll tell you, Mark Davis went above and beyond it was un unbelievable well give us an example what did he do oh well he got the the entire uh was it the um four points the whole hotel he took the whole thing <laughs> for everybody he flew in all the raiderettes all the staff really you know, they had sponsors they transformed the entire hotel into the raider hotel they took all the art off the walls it was all raider art the wow. hotel rooms were Raider towels, Raider sheets, Raider pillows. Nice. Uh, it was just incredible. And then he took the Query Golf Club. And, um, yeah, you walk into this place. I mean, look, I'll tell you, Jerry Jones' party was probably number one. I mean, he probably spent close to $5 million on that thing. Yeah, Justin wow. Timberlake performed. Um, this party was a close number two. It was incredible. They had the Raider house band there. They flew them all out. So you got a 15-piece band, four singers. Wow. And, and they can do anything. Yeah. It was an incredible performance. And then um, there was this surprise guest. And everybody was like, what's going on, right? So word gets around Canton that there's this big surprise guest that might be better than Journey playing over at the stadium. And so next thing you know, Terrell Davis, Warren Moon, all these Hall of Famers start showing up at the Raider party because everybody's like, who, who is it? Diana Ross comes out. Ooh, wow. Let me tell you something. The place goes wild. Yeah. It was, she, and she's gorgeous. 78 years old. She's yeah. unbelievable. She's unbelievable performance. Yeah. And that's rare. I don't feel like she's out no. there doing too much, she's on right? Tour, Canton, Ohio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Mark Davis uh, hit it out of the park. Well, now, now, did he pay for something? Did he pay for Diana Ross, too? Well, These I, people get like a million a night. I mean, if they yeah, something like that, that yeah. comes out half a I million a night. I think when you, you go from, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think number 28 in the league and like number five in the league in revenue, eh, you know. Yeah. Why <laughs> no. not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, great. You're, you're right. You're right. They're they're great. I have a question for, because I'm, I'm we're still baseball fans, too, at heart. I just have a question for any agent. I'm glad you're here to answer this in person. Like a guy like Aaron Judge, how can the Yankees not sign this guy? Yeah. How can they? And now in the media, 
Judge is like, I don't care. My agent, you take care of us. I don't even care. Sign, don't sign. But is it him a little bit, or is it his camp or his agent that's saying, no, we're holding out for it? Or is it the Yankees? Is it the Yankees just being stupid? I mean, this guy's a Derek Jeter type of a guy that'll be a career Yankee, it seems like to me, if that even happens anymore. I mean, the whole city would go crazy. Not just the Bronx, the city would go crazy if they let go Aaron Judge and go to another team. They're so, you know, I, I, I yeah. grew up there, so I know. They would go nuts. The Bleacher Browns would come on the field. They'd burn that city down. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So what, 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 what's something like that? How does, who's holding something like that up? Do you think it's the, you think it's the agent? Do you think it's the, trying to hold the team hostage? Or do you think it's the team which might be doing it? I'm going to go with his camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. So judges act. Most like, guys just want to play. Says, ah, that's what he says. Most they they stay play. out of it. Judge stays out yeah. of it. He says. Yeah. I mean, it seems. You know. I mean, do they really have cap space? I mean, are they worried about the cap? They just pay the fines, right? right? They right. just right. pay the penalty and and go. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with camp. Okay. I just wondered. Hey, it's over by you now. I know. I can't believe yeah, this. Sorry. All days. We yeah. never have one little, one little, little net here. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Have you uh, known Lately, I don't know. I want to say maybe over the last. Is it maybe five to seven years? There's you see more and more football contracts that are guaranteed. That's not something that Marcus and uh, no. you know th those guys had. Um, seems unfair yeah. that it's evolved to that. I mean, I guess it's great for the sport moving forward, but to, it's got to bug some of the guys like Shannon Sharp and some of those guys, right? Like that they missed that boat. Uh, I, th I think it's all relative. I think you got to think when Roger Goodell came in, it was the league was at nine point six billion. Now they're at like eighteen billion, and the goal is twenty five billion by two thousand twenty five. So, I think if you look at the size of these media contracts and the money and the cap space is increasing, um, and then look at the rosters, right? The big question all along was why, why is there guaranteed money in baseball, basketball, and hockey, and the NFL isn't? Right. The simple answer is look at the size of the roster. I mean, it's a fraction. You got 53 guys versus, you know, a, a 11, you know, and so um, that's where the guaranteed money comes in. Isn't it also in, because of injuries or, or risk of injuries? Is well, yeah, but you have injuries in every sport. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's the other thing is I, I think what you had rookies coming in had these monstrous contracts before they even proved themselves, right? right. And then they would fizzle out. And so that got reversed, I think, on the last CBA, um, where now it's a little bit more prorated in terms of, like, they're set with the with the rookies are getting, but the veterans now have more opportunity for the bigger dollars. Would you be going after some of these college kids now too that are uh, supposed to get uh, some contracts or with, with teams and stuff, or you just mostly stay with the pros? I stay with the pros. Well, I mean, look, we're we're dabbling in the NIL. I mean, I've I've spoken with several universities yep. on the NIL. I think. Universities got caught with their pants down because the Supreme Court ruled on this on July 1, and I don't think the universities thought this was going to go through because nobody was prepared. And the biggest thing is having a program notifying these players. They're like, by the way, you got to pay taxes. And then, you know, from a brand standpoint, you see these kids doing, I fueled up with Raising Cane's chicken, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, please tell me you didn't do that for free chicken. And you find out they're getting free chicken in like oh. five grand, and you just took yourself out of the QSR category. So now... You've got these kids who are who are stepping into categories and taking them out. You know, you, you do a, a little five thousand dollar chicken uh, post, and guess what? Taco Bell and Domino's Pizza and Wendy's and Burger King. Nobody's going to touch you, right? And so, but not everybody turns pro. So you know, go get the money while you can. But yeah, you look at some of these. That I was on this website. They they've got um, looking at these numbers. These I don't believe it. I honestly, I don't believe some of the numbers that we're seeing because I'm in conversations with brand managers every week and we're trying to understand like, 
are you dabbling in here? And it's too risky. Brands have too many options right. that are sure bets when it comes to influencers promoting products and services and to a consumer demographic. And to take a risk on college kids that change every year, I, I just don't believe it. I think most of the money is social media driven, memorabilia. Sure. Uh, you maybe you get a couple auto dealerships where the kids are going to drive a, a lease for the year, but um, I, I'm, I'm not well, so, so sure. Some of this stuff is fake news then. Oh, I, I think a lot of it. Well, that's what happens, right? So if anybody just reports something or puts something out there, they run with it. Wow. So oh, definitely so fake news. Your day-to-day, -day, you just focus on the Hall of Famers that you have, but you, you guys also represent uh, plenty of other players, right? Yes. So how much uh, like social media training do you do with the new guys as they come up and, and explain the importance, good and bad, right, of what social media can do to your career? Because it can certainly make you or break you, right? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. You see a lot of guys, you go to their post feeds and you see nothing but X's and O's. It's like, look, we can, we can get all the X's and O's we want from all the different media outlets. American pop culture, movies, music, fashion, health, and nutrition. Those are the five things you want to post about. And we, we try to influence the kids to focus on that. And, you know, you can tease the market with some brand stuff, and then we can take those posts and have that conversation. But, yeah, it's definitely staying away from um, – God, we had one kid who was uh, – Never, never owned a gun. His brother bought him a, a gun range for his birthday. He posts this, you know, back shoulder shot. It's a really cool shot. And I, was, I called him up and said, take that down. He <laughs> says, why? I said, look, I don't need some beat writer doing a story on guns and violence in the NFL and using your photo as an example. Right. It's not even relevant. Very right? good. Even, even him being innocent. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I had another client who was friends with Chris Brown when the time he was on Larry King. And he says, oh, man, at Larry King, doing my boy at C. Brown, hang tough, my brother. And I said, take that down. He's like, why? I said, because this subject matter is far too sensitive for your opinion. They mm -hmm. were doing an interview on the domestic violence with Rihanna. It's just stay away it's from It's value it. proposition. What do I have to gain? What do I have to lose? I've had clients send me post <clears throat> anti-gay rights, gay marriage, right? I don't believe in this stuff. A marriage is between a man and a woman. And uh, I'm going to go to social media with this. And I got to tell them, like, what's the value proposition? What do you have to gain? What do you have to lose? You know, mm -hmm. the, you know. We work with brands that have decision makers controlling budgets that are gay. Right. You post this, you're never getting a deal again. But cancel culture will come after you. Yeah. So you got to be careful. And social media is a big, big one. A lot of street smarts, it sounds like, too. Yeah. So it's street smarts, common sense, more than uh, like, like your background. Do you have a law background? I'm, I'm I guessing. Have a legal background. A legal background. Yeah. But I mean, it takes this, this other part of you to have the you know, common sense of street smarts. Street smarts oh. are so important in life. Absolutely. And uh, it sounds like some of these guys, they don't know their kids, too, a lot of them. Yeah. So they don't, you know. Well, you got to think about it. I mean, most of these kids come from a thousand square foot center block home. There's no father figure in the home. Financial literacy, forget about it. Throw it right out the door. And, right. and so now you give these kids more money than any family member's ever made in a lifetime. Right? right. And so navigating that and trying to educate these kids on, on the fact that it's not how much money you make. It is how much money you save and invest properly. The bad investments, you know, the statistic, right? 78% sure. of all pro athletes are broker filing for bankruptcy within three years leaving the game. Amazing. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So do you make your deals directly with like the, the parents of, of, of the player? Like, do you, um, let's, let's use both sides. Do you have to sit down with the parents of a player when you're getting a new player in the league? <laughs> And tell them what you're going to do for them. And the opposite side of that, who are you making that deal with? Is it the owner, or does each team have their own, you know, process of, um, you, you know, you deal with this guy, he makes the contracts. Like, how does that happen? Both, well, both ways. Well, sure. Out of the gate, the parents are very involved in most cases. But once a player gets drafted and they're on the team, 
the the players i'm sorry the parents typically you know kind of go away they're they're less involved and right. you're dealing directly with the the talent and, yep and yeah i mean uh trying to set up budgets i mean every player's got a team that they could have or or don't but you you need to have a contract advisor you need to have a marketing agent some of them will have an outside attorney some of them will have a publicist um and you gotta have a good cpa but um yeah when it comes to the teams i mean no, you're not. You, you deal with the GMs and stuff the on GM. playing contracts, okay. but really it's the marketing and the endorsement side of the business, which we focus primarily on, and that's brand managers. You know, we have lead generation that comes in at 5:30 in the morning. It's CMOs on the move. It's understanding what brands are doing. They're building campaigns, but the other thing is understanding your clients. You know, I want to sit down and know every product you use from morning to night. Right? What's your toothbrush? What's your toothpaste? You know, what's your shower gel? Are you fruity pebbles or are you cornflakes? <laughs> sure. Are you gummy bears or are you Swedish yeah. fish? And then going through, I mean, I'll be at Shannon's house taking pictures of his cabinets. And, and he's like, Jamie, get out of my cabinets. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I know every brand manager and every decision right, maker in right. one of these brands. So it starts with and the And they like that. Using. They like players that actually like their brand. Sure, of course. Not so like just that's, getting paid to say I like their brand. We're storytellers, right? right? So I got to tell your story. And let's start with the products that you use and that you're passionate about. And let's go and have that conversation. But we go even a step further to data mine. So we can data mine followers and understand um, silos of industry, right? You have 400,000 followers. What do you know about them, right? Well, mm -hmm. we can do a data mine report, and I can tell you out of your 400,000 followers, you know, State Farm is number one. You know, uh, KFC is, number, you know, is, is top in every category. Um, Bank of America, and go through all the different categories of industry. You go, and then you share that conversation. Here's an influencer. Here's a consumer demographic. Congratulations, your brand mm -hmm. is number one in the category influencing this. And a lot of brands will stop and be like, oh, cool. But if you don't want to work with us, we're going to go to your competition. Right. Wow. When you pitch a brand, are you pitching what the actual campaign will be? Or you're just pitching just an association, let's just let's just get in bed together kind of thing? It depends. you got to be careful with that. Because every major brand has agencies of record, right? They've mm -hmm. got a media buying agency, a PR agency, a creative agency. You got to let creatives do their job. Sometimes you got to tease it a little bit and let them develop it. But right. at the end of the day, um, it's a little bit of both. Startups love the advice, love the direction. Mm -hmm. Brands that have been around for a long time, they don't want to hear from you. Wow. wow. And do you get creative when you're structuring deals? Like you said, startups. So sometimes they, they obviously they don't have the money as the Ford or the big boys. But they have equity, right? right. So do you do like a yeah. lot of those kind of yeah, deals? Yeah, you can, you can offset cash with equity for sure. But it's fun to sit and listen to sometimes startups talk about what they want to do. And then you're like, okay, well, how about this? You know, you start talking about media tours mm -hmm. where you can go out and, and do a day of media promoting your product, right? Ron Heisman, you know, December is the number one consumer spending month of the year, right? Every media outlet from CNN to Bloomberg to ESPN is covering the Heisman race. So who do they want to talk to? All of our Heisman legends. And so it's mm -hmm. a great opportunity for us to position brands with a Marcus Allen and Eddie George, a Tim Brown, go to New York or do satellite tours now and promote products and services, especially items that can become great costume or I mean uh, stocking stuffers or holiday gifts. Are you uh, representing them well after their career, like a Marcus, Marcus mm -hmm. or Jerry Rice? Yeah. Are you rep representing them now? Like you, yeah. you can you, so whatever they things that come now. Do you find? stuff for them or people come to you and say hey uh, we have this product who, who do you have for us or do you find both. stuff for both it's both okay. yeah i mean both. like today i was working on a uh um dog food you know royal canaan oh cool yeah so it, it's all you know it's both but yeah i mean shannon sharps at fox so, i mean 
Yep. Shannon and I, zig after CBS let him go, we zigzagged the country for two years on our own dime trying to get somebody to give him a chance. Wow. And it's crazy to think job. how long how that That's crazy. Two years. How, and so I got a studio in Atlanta, and I said, Shannon, look, you got to keep your head in the game. We're going to go in there every single Monday. You're going to do, you know, Shannon's sharp corner. And he went in there just himself and every single week just to kind of stay on it and broke down the games. And if you go to his Facebook page and, and scroll really, really far down, you'll see all of these videos from back then and um, zigzagging and back and forth into ESPN and all over the place. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, only one person at Fox that believed in him and then Skip and, and actually Colin Cowherd uh, went to bat. And wow. uh, that's yeah. how he landed. We just started our sixth year now at Fox Sports with Undisputed and Skip yeah. so good. Yeah. I love yeah. watching him. Skip, Skip. <laughs> it's so good. Uh -huh. Boy, Skip got so, a lot of money. People were like going crazy when Skip got that contract over there. But uh, what's, they, they're, they're, they're great together. What's though. unique about this show, Undisputed, and what Shannon has done is he, he's created this cult following. Yeah. He celebrates Skip's misery. Right. Yeah. So think about this for a second. <laughs> Skip loves the Oklahoma Sooners. Yep. He loves the Dallas Cowboys. He hates LeBron James. Yeah. So the Cowboys lose, the Sooners lose, or LeBron wins. It's a goat mask coming on. Uh, the booze he's bringing on, all kinds of cognac, uh, milds wow. and yak. He's bringing on CBD gummies, and it's all to celebrate Skip's misery and just to irritate the shit out of him. Oh yeah. my God. Speaking of which, you you bought some. Uh, is it cognac? No. Yeah. Is it cognac? Yeah, it is. And uh, you want to tell us about it? So that's what happened, right? So uh, in 2018, I go through Shannon's social media and I realize we gave Hennessy 10 million impressions. Wow. On Shannon's social media. So today he's the number one social media influencer in the world in football, both active and retired. Unbelievable. And second place doesn't even come close. I mean, Tom Brady had 90 million video views in 2021 on Instagram. Shannon had 260 million video views wow. in 2021. That's unbelievable. So yeah. we go to Hennessy, we're having these conversations and trying to get you know, he's got all these ideas. He wants his sophistication. He's in a turtleneck. It's the holidays. Yeah, yeah. He's got his cognac, the dogs, the fireplace. And they were <laughs> flirting with it. We go to Atlanta for the Super Bowl, which is Shannon's backyard. And we find out after the Super Bowl, they had two Hennessy parties. Like, not only did we not get an invite, they hired Jerry Rice to do the media Jeez. tour. So the week after Super Bowl, if you look on Shannon's feed, there was a empty bottle of Hennessy in a ditch next to a dead rat. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> no caption. And I said, well, Shannon, look, if they don't want to work with us, why don't we come out with our own brand and we'll go after market share? Wow. And so that's when we launched. Uh, we started working with um, the Craft Irish Whiskey Company and we launched La Portier. So if you know anything about Shannon, Mary Porter, his grandmother, was the inspiration behind his life and Sterling's life growing up in Glenville, Georgia. So we thought it would be fitting. Uh, Porter in French is La Portier. So the brand is La Portier. And then Club Shay Shay started in 1997 Broncos training camp. And so Shay has a, a number of different meanings behind it, but it only seemed fitting that the VSOP would be the Shay. And we have an XO and an XXO coming out. The XXO is La Chevre, which oh. is the goat in French. So we've now won seven awards. Uh, and uh, the top award is for the World SIP competition in Switzerland. We won uh, double platinum, number one VSOP in the world. So... This is uh, officially the top VSOP. Wow, wow. Can, we, can we find that in liquor stores yet or online? So we, or? we are online and available in 45 states. Wow. You can go to uh, laportiercognac.com. is the cheapest go. place to order it. Um, and we are Johnson Brothers here in Las Vegas. And we're just going to ramp up some distribution very oh, shortly. Cool. And we're Gallo in New Jersey and um, going is, up to Georgia, Florida. Is this the first client you've gone down this path with, with like a uh, 
developing with a an spirit. alcohol. Yeah, with yes. developing a spirit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's it like? It, there's a lot of complexities to it, right? Even getting like the bottles approved and all that. It's the it's a process. Tiers. Well, right? you know, COVID was really. Um, we had a completely different bottle design out of Italy, um, and COVID really shut down every factory and stuff. So now we're getting our glass from China, mm-hmm. and I think you have a pro forma, and you know what your containers are. You know, twenty five hundred dollars a container goes to twenty thousand a container. Jesus, it really kills your business model. So yeah, we have containers. You know, going from China to France. I mean, we have fifty thousand bottles in in France right now that are going to get filled here at the end of the month. Um, I think we have just over fifteen thousand bottles left right now on the first batch and so the first run is twenty five thousand limited edition all the bottles are numbered this one i'm leaving with you is uh what is this eleven thousand nine seventy two wow very and, cool um, so they're all numbered and they all come in this uh that beautiful wooden box yep. and it's a the box was item. really yeah, nice box you guys can see maybe behind them yeah the boxes are really cool for, yeah we've for won both. we've won the award for design as well and uh tiago from craft irish whiskey um came i think from McAllen. He's brilliant. He does a heck of a job. Now, how does all that come about? Does Shannon call you and say, hey, I have an idea. This is what I want to do. And then you go put all these pieces together? Yeah, it's a collaborative effort. Obviously, he's got ideas. I got ideas. But the Craft Irish Whiskey Company, I mean, they've got experts over there. And so it's a lot. We have Zoom calls every Wednesday morning with London and... uh, in Ireland, big and, money in this when you get acquired, right? I mean, it's like yeah, I just of course. Conor McGregor has got that proper twelve, and it's something like four hundred million or six hundred million yeah. for fifty percent. I right. think they sold or That's something. Right. So, right. you yeah, uh, but he's in it, and, yeah. and I mean, Conor he promotes, and right. and Shannon's also committed. We were here at Resorts World just uh, a month ago over Summer League, and we did an event at Carver Steak and a pouring, and we were all at Eight Lounge and. So he's committed to uh, one trip a month to help promote and, and push this. And so it's, uh, it's nice. fun. You're learning a lot. I don't know if you've ever met Howard Stern, but the Howard Stern, have you ever met Howard? No, I was on the show, no? though. Nice. But, he's yeah. actually a super nice guy. Yeah. But he is two completely different people when he's on camera opposed to off camera. When he's off camera, he's almost reserved and, and shy, believe it or not. Uh, I spent a lot of time with him years ago uh, and with my dad. And um, he's two different people. Uh, Shannon, to me, I've never met in person. I feel like he's that same guy, even off camera. He's uh, he's a homeboy. Shannon loves his dogs. He loves working out. I mean, you see his physique. At yeah, like 54. sure. It's just like, what, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> um, yeah, he look, Shannon, he starts his proteins at 4 a.m. He's got his complex carbohydrates out of the way by noon. He has one cheat meal a week. Uh, he's the most disciplined human being I've ever met in my life. Wow. Um, he'll sometimes do two workouts a day, um, but he gets up at 3 a.m. He's out the door at 3.30. They got a 4 a.m. production meeting, and they wow. go live, you know, 6.30, 9.30 to, to, to noon every day. Where are they at? Where do they film? Uh, at Fox Studios in L.A. Oh, in L.A., okay. Mm-hmm. And cool. then he has Club Shay Shay. So it's, uh, I think he's at number seven sports podcast. So they're doing pretty well with that too. Right. So, you know, I'm bringing on guests, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a grind, but you know, you're right. There is definitely a switch. There's Shannon who walks in, he checks in and checks out, but uh-huh. he's not a guy to go grab a beer with. He's, he's a homebody. He's, he, he loves his dogs and uh, exercise. When you have the younger guys, at what point do you start talking to them about life after football? Is that, and setting themselves up for the future, is that something you can you do early on in their career that's or a, that's a great question uh, absolutely very um early on you, you definitely want to start those conversations you got to start thinking about life after football you know because the day's going to come where you're going to decide to hang up the cleats so because you got to you got to do things if, if you want to get into broadcasting you, you need to jump into broadcast boot camp and the nfl does a great job in nfl films and there's a number of individuals that um participate in that from jacob allman over at fox and, mm-hmm. and howard denneroff over at um 
um, and he's at Westwood One. And those guys are just geniuses at, at it and really educating these, the young men. The difference between the booth, the difference between radio, right? I love it when you're, you're ever driving in a car, listening to a game, and you hear the commentary segment. Clearly, you could see he was out of bounds there. Like, no, dude, <laughs> I, I couldn't, right? You know, tell me why was he out of bounds? Right. You're in my eyes right, right now, right? And so, like, those differences in the deliveries and then that cadence of, you know, the color commentator. And so, yeah, broadcast boot camp is important for these guys. And just getting repetition, right? right. That, that's the thing. That's why we put Shannon in there. I think if you look at Kirk Herbstreet, right? Yep. He was... Uh, you know, Ohio State quarterback, didn't do anything in the NFL, but got on radio. Radio is where you get good, mm-hmm. right? And Shannon actually was, uh, he and Bob Papa did the first NFL radio show on Sirius when we launched, I think it was in like 2005. We've had Bob on the show. Yeah. Pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop, yeah. pop. We love pop. him. He's Shannon great. and Pop were great. Yeah, Bob Papa's awesome. And, and so they had a good three-year run, and I think we went away, away for a year and came back and did another one. So like. Shannon got serious repetitions just from that, and he was doing it three days a week. But, yeah, I mean, you look at Kirk Herbstreit, right, and he's got that radio, and then all of a sudden college game day comes along. and right, Look at this year. Know. He's doing a Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. And we, we had Last week we had Chris Felic on. They're doing the game together without yeah. Michaels, those three. They're mm-hmm. doing the Thursday night football game. They're Herbstreit's yeah. doing it. So that's great. Yeah, really good stuff. When I first met you, uh, you took and I met you over at your offices, mm-hmm. and uh, you said you were telling me how you bought the building. Uh-huh. years ago, whatever. And you told me a story. You said, you know, I used to drink, I used to get a Starbucks every day. Uh, this is maybe 20 years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. You were like, you know the story, right? You're yeah. like, I used to get a Starbucks every day and I quit. Can I added it up. It was like 150 bucks a month mm-hmm. and it adds up. We, can, mm-hmm. you, can, you sh- can you share that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I became a spreadsheet junkie, right? You start thinking, you're making decent money, but you're like, where does my money go, right? Because you really don't know. So I started a spreadsheet and I started figuring out how much money I was spending you know, in the morning, you go and you get your, your ham and cheese croissant at the Cow's End in Marina Del Rey, and you get a coffee that's five bucks. You go to lunch with the guys, and you're t- tipping a drink. You know, it's 15 bucks, 20 bucks a day. It's 100 bucks a week. You know, if you're working, you know, if you get two weeks off a year, it's, you know, 5,000 bucks. And I figured out I could go to uh, Trader Joe's. I could get my breakfast. I could get my brown bag, my lunch, and it would uh, add $4,600 to my spreadsheet at the end of the year. And so there began, uh, the guys call me alligator arms in the office. You gotta understand. Ooh, I don't like guys with alligator arms. <laughs> alligator arms. <laughs> I know. No, they were literally like, Fritz, yeah. Fritz can't quite reach the wallet. And so. Yeah, we won't be going to dinner. You, you uh, that was 20 years ago. Oh, okay, good. So, you got money now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm literally like, I, maybe I should be a little bit more like this. I mean, I, I, I'm uncontrollable. I mean, Amex bills ten thousand a month. I mean, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. It, you look at the parking lot, and it was Mercedes, BMW, Jaguar, Hummer, and there I was in my little GMC Jimmy every day coming to the office, oh. and from college, right? And um, and I was doing pretty well sales wise at, at CWC Sports back in the day. I think I was probably you know number three or four in the company in terms of revenue, but I would never spend any money because I was determined on outworking all of the competition, and I put every dime in real estate, and I just kept buying real You're estate. You're smarter than and, us. And, and yep. the guys would come in. <laughs> so this was, Marty was a guy in the office, and he he would uh, if he spotted a new pair of jeans on me, he would be it was big news. Fritz got Fritz got a new pair of jeans, and I would turn nine ninety nine Ross. Ah. Oh. And he would just be so mad. Yeah, so that was it, man. It's just, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you save. But you're not still like that. You you spend now a little bit. 
Yeah. A little? Well, sure. Okay. <laughs> Alligator arms, you know, 17 really? years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, your boy J.B. Bernstein used to give me grief all the time. He was like, Fritz, you got to be a on a Jewish guy giving you, you a hard time? <laughs> you got to be on a golf course. Oh. Like, why are you living here? Like, you got to be in a gated community. Yeah. And I was like, J.B., I'm good. Wow. You know, Marty would do that, too. Marty would rag on me. And I'm like, Marty, I got a condo at the beach, a house in Vegas. Yeah. I got an apartment in New York City. You yeah. live in an apartment. I think I'm doing all right, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, which, where'd you grow up as a kid? I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania on Candy Bar Ranch. I just spoke to my, I just spoke to someone that lives in Erie today. Fred Bolitnikoff. No, oh. I, actually, he knows Fred, though. This yeah. is my, my buddy. He's, he's, he was on the show, too. Don Elbaum. Yeah. He's 91. He just turned 91. He's from Erie. lives in Erie still. Yeah. Boxing promoter. Uh, and see, that was a blue-collar town. All those old factories mm -hmm. closed down and stuff. Yeah. And so, so that's what you maybe learned those ways from your dad and mom, which was probably good ways. They had to be that way. I know me, too. I grew up very blue-collar. I grew up mm -hmm. in a housing project. I grew sure. up poor. Yeah. And uh, so, so you, you're, you're only taught certain ways. But I live in Vegas now. I, I do. I, I overspent. I overtip. I tip for service, though. You want to be you, next time you're there. They're, they're going to leave your car for twenty bucks. You know, like that kind of stuff. That you know, you know, you can get in and out, make a bet. I'm a big yeah. sports better, so I'll go in and make a sports bet. I, I, I kind of tip for for service. I'm an over tipper. I like to take care of people. Um, I am too. Maybe, maybe because I was I grew up on tips and stuff, and yeah. you know, I have no college. I, I'm a street smart guy. I'm a, I'm a guy that has you know street smarts. I just take care of people, but. Yeah. Again, not growing up, when I was a kid, I grew up a certain way. I just feel I want to get everything I can uh, now, and, and I, I live for today. My wife doesn't, though. She's smarter than me. She's much smarter than mm -hmm. me. But um, anyway, anyway just, uh, we're, we're different. What can I say? Yeah. Alligator arms. The service <laughs> no, industry kidding. took a big hit during COVID. Yes. And I recognize that, and I'm an over-tipper. I've always tipped 20%, but now I'll over-tip that, because over of that. 20 percent is it, oh really 15 percent they say but i never leave 15 i i, I start at 20 and you know, yeah, you're right 20 percent i got a question though. yeah do you tip the tax yes i do not tip the tax yeah you i don't tip the tax no i go to the total and yeah. there's 20 percent from there i just I don't tip 20. tax yeah no i, I mean that means you're not don't a tip, fan of big you know, government that, hold on you don't tip the wine that means the wine if you get wine you get bottles of wine you tip the wine 400 bucks for wine do you put that tip on 20 percent of that too not the tax on the wine not the tax on the wine okay but some people don't tip on the wine? Of course. Are you kidding me? Why? Listen, I used to go to the Palm here in Las Vegas when it was the biggest steakhouse 25 years ago right. with a guy that was worth half a billion liquid. And he would literally order $2,000 in wine. And, you know, he'd only tip on the meal. And I used to have to go tip. If there's a Bible here, I touched the Bible. You know, I grew up, by the way, I'm half Jewish, half Italian. So just to let My you know. My in the mail. No, just to, <laughs> no. But I mean, if I'm tipping, like I'm just telling you, I used to tip behind them. I used to tip behind the guy. It was, it was embarrassing. He just didn't tip on, on wine. That's really? really I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even know that no. was a thing. It's terrible. Who no, knew? wait. The, is the wine bill separate than the food bill? No. They ordered oh. bottles of wine. It all wine comes together. Bill. It yeah. all comes together. You got to tip on Take the wine. Take the tax off and 20%. Take the tax off. I never thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. Well... <laughs> I just I never thought about it. Yeah. You know, only because I I came from that blue collar thing. You know, I I I, I used to work on tips. I lived on tips. I you know. So I just tip. But if the service isn't good, they're going to get penalized. Yeah. If the service isn't good, oh. or I don't like when they when they pull their tips. I was I was recently at a place in Atlantic City. I guess I'll name it. It's like one of the top restaurants there, Chef Vola. So it's, it's it, you're literally eating in the basement of their house. It's impossible to get into, and I didn't like the tip policy at all. They take the tip. And they distribute it to the waiters. All the tip money gets given to the owner, and they distribute it to the waiters and waitresses. Oh, I don't like that at all. No, I mean, I, I didn't get it. Like even in the casino too. We t we've talked about tipping before. Um, in, in the casinos, I'll tip. Literally, Walmart gift cards. 
Because if I don't, then they have to split it with everyone else. Every $100, the dealer gets about $0.10 cents out of the $100, mm-hmm. 10 to $0.15, cents, I was told. So they have to pull it. So I'll get gift cards. They have to keep it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and some people, some of the managers, management get upset at me at the sports book and stuff, but I give gift cards. So it's like just that. something I do. But how spoiled are we? We live in Las Vegas, the entertainment, like the hospitality mecca of the world. Yeah. Right? When you leave here, uh, we're so not qualified because we, we're so spoiled, right? Yeah. And, we, and my Very wife and I, true. we travel and you go to different parts of this country and even the world and the hospitality never matches Las Vegas. We just and you're so about it a week ago. disappointed. It's amazing he's saying this. Yeah. So now last weekend I go to Del Mar. I stay at a place across from the racetrack, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous money. It's like this stupid, stupid money, like what they charge for rooms, like five, six hundred a night. They're out of control. But you go in there. And it's just like, you're so used to hotel rooms in Las Vegas or a nice hotel. Not talking about even suites. You're just used to nice hotel rooms and at the Wynn or where, where I usually go. Uh, or any, not to be the Wynn. Stratosphere Tower just did all the rooms over. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, but you go out of the, when you leave here, you don't realize how spoiled we yeah. are. Yeah, To right. go over, and God forbid you stay like I was in New Jersey by Monmouth Park at the Red Roof Inn, spending two fifty <laughs> a night. And I was like, this is, a, this is an absolute disaster. We have to get out of here and go to a Four Seasons or something. But the Four Seasons <laughs> is two grand a night. Right. But I mean, it's like two fifty a night. I want to frigate. Let's spend it. Yeah. But it's, it, you're right. We're so spoiled in this town. You're so right. Have you been to Del Mar Racetrack? No. Are you a horse? You've been to Kentucky Derby though, right? N- no. Never? John's been to all of them. What is going on here? No. You've not been either. No. Ver- listen to me. I haven't been to it's the Kentucky Derby. Not, it's just not on my bucket list. Not, how about the, the, And I've had the opportunity to the go. The Masters on their bucket list? Look, when you live your life, I'm a 3.5 million miler. I'm on a plane every other day. Yep. If I don't have to go somewhere, yeah. you're not I don't want to go. Like I'm, look, I'm blessed and highly favored. I've been to some of the world's greatest sporting events, Super Bowls. I mean, you name it. Yep. Running around with all these Hall of Famers like yeah. for 23 years now. Um, yeah, no, man, I just want to be home. Wow. I just want to be home. And you call Vegas okay. home? That's oh, your home yeah. base? Yeah, I'm done now. Nice. You know, this is it. We nice. planted roots. and. Well, cool. This has been a good interview. Yeah, this is fun. Go. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for spending time with us. You bet. Appreciate you coming in. Really do. Absolutely. Yeah. All yeah, right. man. For cool. sure. All All right, right, wait, what if I got oh. two questions for oh, you? Go. Oh, you have questions? Go I have trivia. Oh. oh. Okay. So there's only 10 players in the history of football to win a Heisman and a Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Do you know who they are? No. Ten players? I can Only do this. ten players in the history. That won a Heisman? A Heisman and, and made Hall the Pro Football Obviously, Hall of Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. Uh, I'm going to go Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. Whew! I'm going to go Eric Dickerson. No Heisman. Damn! Heisman. No, I, I was just kidding. I didn't mean Eric yeah. Dickerson. Uh-huh. Uh, Peyton. No No? Heisman. Oh, man. Uh, OJ. OJ. Uh, okay, uh, Heisman and Hall of Fame. This seems so, like, this is so easy. Crazy? Marshall, f- no, 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 not Marshall. Heisman. Go, just go. <laughs> I'm out. You see, in my business, I don't I'll have go to go backward. That. Charles yeah. Woodson, okay, Woodson. Tim Brown, yeah. right? And then you've got Barry Sanders. Oh, god, Barry Sanders. Not get Barry Sanders. Right. Come on, uh-huh. you've got Earl Campbell, yes, oh. you've wow. got uh, Paul Horning. Ooh. Before us, but Roger Staubach. Sure. Well, I'm stuck on the last That's one. That's good. Roger and... Yeah, someone will tweet us. Someone will tweet us. us. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. That's good. And there's only one player in the history of football, college and NFL, to win every award at every level. That's Marcus Allen. Think about that for a second. That's Marcus Allen. Uh, I mean, he, the most yeah. decorated football player in history to win a high school state championship, a college national championship, a Super Bowl, the Maxwell Award, the Doak Walker Award, the Heisman Trophy... 
First round draft pick, rookie of the year, team MVP, NFL MVP, <laughs> Super Bowl MVP, comeback player of the year, it's pro crazy. football and college football hall. Of I'm fame. embarrassed. There's only one guy. Crazy. No, we did. We did. Have we called I actually, all those, all those I did, things? I there? read it. I had to read really? it so I don't miss something when, when I introduced Marcus. He's so and good. So I read and it. What's good wild man. is he yeah. wrote a Heisman speech when he was 10 years old. Yeah. Wow. I always say, thank God he rewrote it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at age 12, <laughs> no, he and he sat in front of the mirror and recited yeah. it. And at yeah. age 12. He decided what side of the television set he wanted to play on. Wow. And he said, I'm going to win. Um, he said at age 12, I will win a rookie of the year. I will win a Super Bowl MVP and make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So just process that when it comes to manifestation, yeah. right? Yeah. Manifesting greatness. Yeah. It was funny. When we had Marcus on, I asked him something like, I said, wow, Marcus, you still look great. You know, like if you took two weeks, I didn't even get to finish. He goes, yes. <laughs> he did. But he looked so good. I was like, we, we, he was like yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like, yeah, I could yeah. still. He goes, I, I could get in the end zone. He goes, I, could I play a whole season? I don't know. He's like. I know Terrell I, Owens I, said that I, I too, though. In. Didn't Terrell say uh, that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, these guys—they—they—they're in uh, great shape. We've had, we've had so many people that I said, I said to you guys, yeah. you looked unbelievable. Willie Gault, I mean, yeah, looked unbelievable. Looks great. Jesus. Well, Shannon Sharps looks looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, from Crazy. Commando in the it, movie. He really in the does. 80s. I mean, how old is he? Fifty-four. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. But he that's doesn't eat for pleasure. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. He Just for fuel. Eat for he pleasure. Eats for fuel. Yeah, he's wild. really built what a personal brand he has built just off of like, you know, I always judge people. Uh, it's one thing for the sports fans or the fans of your sport to know who you are, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a golf fan and know who Tiger Woods is. It's Shannon has now crossed into that um, just from that show because right. my girlfriend, we met a guy named Skip at just a guy named Skip. At a, UN, at a UFC fight like two months ago, and my girlfriend Vanessa goes, Skip, Skip. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, just from that, you know, that's like embedded sure. in her brain, yeah. you know, Shannon saying that. Like, when he's more recognized <laughs> for a broadcaster than he was his playing career, yeah. people are like, wait, he played football? Yeah. Right. And right. Like, yeah. yeah. And wow. there was a time when he wasn't the most famous sharp. Oh, Sterling. Sterling. I mean, I mean, Sad that his it, it, career got look, cut short, you know. Shannon said it in his Hall of Fame speech. He said, you know, I may be uh, one of 286 members of this fraternity, but I'm not even the best player in my own home. Wow. wow. Well, Sterling is on the senior list right now. So. Oh, wow. Well, I think Terrell Davis getting into the Hall of Fame with a career, you know, cut short, yep. I think gives Sterling a solid shot. Good. So, yeah. um, and a lot of people, anybody who knows football knows that, like, had Sterling not had a career-ending injury, he may replace Jerry Rice as the greatest of all time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question before we let you go. Do my Dallas Cowboys have a shot at winning the Super Bowl this season? Yes or no? No. Damn it. Damn it, Jamie. <laughs> you could have lied to me. And that's that. All right, gang. We'll see you next week on Wisecracks. <laughs>